It's always a treat to have D. Orlando Ledbetter with us. Today, though, D. Orlando Ledbetter is in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Now, please tell me that you're not at McCarran Airport staking out where Taylor Swift is going to park her plane Saturday. Uh, no, I'm not, Bill. I'm at the Media Center. I'm finishing up my last story here, and I'm going to head up the radio row and do some interviews for the radio guy. Well, there you go. Well, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Is, is that going to be a distraction Sunday? I mean, we, we all joke about it, but do you think that's going to be – are we going to be tired of that storyline by Sunday night? Oh, I think so, yeah. Um, you know, they uh, – <laughs> There are a lot of private planes coming in, and um, you got a legion of uh, entertainment reporters to handle that. So, uh, <laughs> entertainment tonight, and all those people are here. So, uh, us football guys can stick to the game. Yeah, good for that. Yeah, I heard there are so many private planes coming in; they're have to having to to land out in Henderson, and that's that's crazy but I'm not surprised by that all right so um, we'll get to the Falcons in a minute what what's what's it been like this week I mean in Vegas obviously it's different because it's in Vegas uh, two teams have met up just a few years ago for the Super Bowl just give us a little up o- overview of what you've seen this week yeah you know Vegas was built for this um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of functions a lot of parties to attend Um you know, didn't get out early in the week, but uh, uh, got out a little bit here um, and so forth. So, yeah, very enjoyable in that regard. The fans are starting to show up. Um, you know, a lot of George Kittle jerseys, uh, Christian McCaffrey, a lot of Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, it's a very festive, very festive uh, Super Bowl here in uh, Las Vegas for the first time. I'm glad the weather cleared up, too, because it was really rough earlier in the week with some of that stuff that was in California uh, edging into Nevada. Well, so storylines, and and I've said this here the last couple of days, if Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, wins the Super Bowl, that's got to be one of the best stories in NFL history, doesn't it? I mean, that that's almost a spot that we laugh at for someone being picked last in the draft, and yet here he is on the cusp of a Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. It'd be a great story. Um, you know, spoke with him and Coach Kyle this week. He's a, a good young man. He's a good Christian guy. He talks about his faith and all that. Um, but, you know, they he can play football. A lot of yeah. people forget that he was the number one quarterback in that class and then just had a bad senior year, uh, and that dropped him. The arm issues were, uh, <clears throat> were a concern. Uh, but Kyle said when they got there, when he got there, he went to the owner, Jed York, and said, hey, I think the third-team quarterback is the best quarterback. And so, um, you know, they you know, they didn't play him right away. Uh, Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Lance got hurt, and they had to play him. They threw him out there, and he, he hasn't been able to um, – they haven't been able to pull him out of the lineup since. Well, it's something. I, I, I think he's a fine young man, and – and God bless him for, for overcoming just the odds. And, and, and not only just the fact that he was the pick, but just uh, the sneer and the laughter. Oh, he's Mr. Irrelevant. You know, the kid from Georgia who made that great play in the Rose, Rose Bowl a couple of years ago, Tay Crowder, was Mr. Irrelevant. I know he got a few years in the league, but it, it's, a, it's a testament to him. So, Kyle Shanahan, I think you had a little bit of a, a piece on him because last time he was in the uh, Super Bowl, I guess – 
a little bit different story and and uh, obviously going back seven years ago he's he doesn't have a very good feel of of what that Super Bowl is as far as the experience with what happened in Houston seven years ago does he yeah no doubt he uh he and I, I did dug a little deeper and um you know it's been five I mean his dad was on those Bronco staffs that um uh, that were getting bombed out in Super Bowl Wow. And, uh, you know, he said he's been tortured by uh, losing Super Bowl since he was a kid. So, uh, you know, just, um, you know, the, the kid part, Super Bowl 51, Super Bowl 54, uh, you know, he said they're all tortured. And um, so he's had a tortured Super Bowl pass. Uh, and certainly the fans in Atlanta and, and Georgia have had to share in that, especially what happened in Super Bowl 51 when, they, uh, you know, they didn't run the – you know, run the ball when they had the chance to wrap that game up. So do we expect him to not be so aggressive this time around, to use Dan Quinn's word? No, I don't I don't think so. He <laughs> he doesn't I, he doesn't show much remorse. He acknowledges <laughs> it, but he doesn't say he's not gonna come out and say, Yeah, I'm gonna do this differently. Uh. Um and we've had he's had several chances at at that, you know, going to you know, I've been at all of those Super Bowls and he hasn't said anything uh, about, you know, changing the way he's going to call games. Yeah, that's just the way the coaches are, I guess. Well, so um, there's some good defensive players on this uh, in this game. Of course, Chris Jones is outstanding, um, and, and he could make Brock Purdy's life miserable. Can San Francisco get to, to Mahomes? I don't think so. Um, I was doing the work on that. I was one of our uh, game day packages. Um, and Chase Young just hasn't done anything. Is <laughs> what Mm-mm. I came back with. Uh, mm-hmm. So Bosa's gonna have to do it by himself. Uh, they're gonna move him around a little bit to try to get him. Uh, you know, they'll have good matchups on the tackles on uh, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, the Florida kid. Uh, but you know, what, can Bosa do it? Can Chase do it? Do they both have to do it? They'll be styled up the middle um, uh, with Kinlaw and so forth. But. Uh, 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 but, but yeah, can they get there? Uh, you know, the, uh, Eagles last year had the top rated pass rush, led the league in sacks, and they couldn't get there. Yep. So we know that Andy Reid will have them protected up. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a problem for the, uh, 49ers. What's your prediction? Yeah, I, I know the 49ers are, uh, favored, and I was leaning that way, but as the game gets closer, I'm, I'm going back over to the Chiefs side just because. Um, you know, they could run the ball, and uh, the 49ers have struggled stopping the run here in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, Detroit ran for 182, Green Bay ran for 136. So if they could run the ball, heck, Mahomes is going to have a, a field day throwing it, and, um, you know, it could be could turn ugly here. Well, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Looking forward to it. All right, I know you weren't in Flowery Branch on on Monday, but I know you you've listened and, and may have watched the, the the press conference with Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot without Arthur, Arthur Blank. What were your what were your takeaways from what you heard and saw on Monday? Yeah, it was a good cheerleading thing, you know, rally the troops type of deal. Um, you know, very positive. That's what they, the aura that they were trying to give off. Uh, even though it was 11 days late, you know, we brought that up at the PFWA meeting today. That hey, these teams are you know waiting so late to introduce their coaches. The fans want to hear from them sooner. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, Raheem can talk. He's gonna fill up our notebook. So we're, we're happy <laughs> about that in the media. 
And so, yeah, if you listened in, you, you got a glimpse of him and his personality. Uh, him talking about Zeno looking tough in his uh, skull cap. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good press conference, as expected, with Raheem. Yeah, I mean, we there's no... Arthur Blank today. I just posted a story okay. that Bill Belichick was never offered the job and that he never asked for full control. So they, they turned down the, the winningest coach in the game for a guy with a losing record. Do you believe that? No, I don't. Not for a second. But that's what I had to write. <laughs> <laughs> well, and obviously Boomer Esiason on Monday said that another uh, executive had told him that Belichick had basically turned the Falcons down. Do you buy that more? Um, um, I'm not sure because Boomer hedged on it. He said somebody told him, so that's uh, somebody, you know, secondhand. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so, so, yeah, Boomer's not one that, you know, go out there on a limb like that. But uh, so, so I, I can't believe part of what he said was true. And, um, but, you know, the owner unequivocally said that never happened, uh, called him by name, and um, also said that he didn't ask for full control. And he revealed that he got a text message from Belichick saying that he would be more than happy to work with Terry Fontenot. So that was one thing uh, that he shared with us that, um, that uh, you know, we did not know before today. Did he say anything else uh, about why he did not? I mean, was there any interference or any, any mention of Rich McKay in your conversation with Arthur Blank? Yeah, he did. He talked about the uh, structure of the team, uh, uh, of his, uh, you know, executive team changing, and that Rich is still the CEO. He's still over the Atlanta Falcons uh, business operations, but he's going to be uh, taking over the stocker because Steve Cannon is uh, retiring. He's transitioning. They don't know when he's going to retire. So he went on some long soliloquy about the structure of the the organization, um, and pointed out that McKay's still a trusted employee, technically still over the football team's business side, but not the football operations side. So, because I, I, if he was going to be completely separated, I was going to ask, well, if that's the case, then he should resign from the competition committee, but he's not doing that anytime soon, is he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, we have not heard of uh, um, anything in that regard, and we'll know for sure at the owners' meeting in Orlando in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, I, and Raheem Morris did say on Monday, this is the third time that Rich McKay has hired me. Now, that could have been a generic statement about the organization, but that was kind of interesting when he said that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was very interesting because uh, folks, um, they, they've been playing a switcheroo on us the whole time here. They came out and said, hey, McKay's uh, leading the search um, with other people. Then they came back and said, hey, Terry led the search. And, um, you know, they report to the owner. And then uh, today they're like, hey, no, he's still over the football operation. He's still over the team, but not the football operation. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of getting their story together as they go here. And uh, we'll just be there for all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So could could the situation with Belichick have been a money thing? Um, no, they got money. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think the money was the issue. Although I did see he made like $24 million, Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, Arthur, Arthur Smith was making seven point five. 
finally got his number. Wow. He was wow. Like, How'd you get my number? So I was like, hey. A first-time head coach made seven point five million. Yeah, yeah. Good lord! Do we yeah. so we don't know what Raheem's going to make? No, nah, I'm figuring eight at least. I yeah. hope so. I hope he yeah, does. He's got eight. Yeah, he's got a good agent, Brian Levy, so I'm sure he got him a good deal. Wow, unbelievable. Well, but I don't think there's any doubt that there was influence from other members of the front office who did not want Bill Belichick there. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we don't know that, but yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I, I keep on saying Daryl that if he's left alone and if Terry Fontenot is left alone, I'm excited to see what both can do. I think that's fair. And what most fans should think, whether they wanted Raheem or not, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he was a strong candidate last time. They sure. Pull the trigger. Uh, so, yeah, they're moving forward, uh, you know, hey, maybe he can get the job done. You know, at this point, you, uh, you're, you you know, at, you're not at ground zero. You got some talent. You're not ready to contend for the division yet. You need to keep getting more talent. And he clearly knows what he's doing uh, coaching the football, on, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. Sure. And uh, has dabbled on the offensive side, too. Yeah, no, I'm excited for him, and and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Did Arthur Blank in your conversation, and we'll, we'll of course look for your article for sure, Daryl. Did, did did he intimate that Terry is in charge of the roster and this is his deal? Um, we didn't get to um, get to that. Okay, uh, so that was the oversight. Yeah, we didn't uh, get to the roster, you know, and how that's going to be uh, decided. Okay. All right. Well, I hope he will be. I think it's time for him to have the ability to to do that, and and hopefully he he will be kind of left alone for that. I hope I hope so. I mean, it, it was a good press conference, like you said. I mean, you and and I don't think there's any question compared to just a another first time head coach who's just glad to get his first head coaching job. This guy is genuinely glad to be where he was hired at, wasn't he? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, out here. A lot of um, lot of his guys, John Lynch, played, uh, yep. you know, played for the Bucks when he was there. Brian Greasy was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I asked all of them, Kyle. I asked all of them about Raheem and the and the um, asked Kyle about it in the press conference. And uh, you know, and everybody had glowing things to say about Raheem Morris and being happy for him getting his second chance uh, to coach in the NFL. So yeah, yeah there's a lot of. A lot of goodwill out on the street before they play one game yet. Yeah, there was. That was a good article with the comments there from, from those guys. Well, Daryl, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Uh, I, I know you're enjoying it. It's, 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 it's good work to, to be at a Super Bowl, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much. Be safe out there, and we'll talk to you again maybe next week, okay? All right, Bill. Thanks for having me. Take care.